Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to today's show where I welcome for the third time, Dr. Cheryl Fraser. 
and she is a psychologist, sex therapist, and author of Buddha's Bedroom, The Mindful Loving Path to Lifelong Passion. She also has an online immersion couples course and coaching program about cultivating passion in your relationship. And she's been a guest and love expert for people like Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I love talking with Cheryl because she's so knowledgeable and has really great actionable tips. And today was just another amazing conversation with her where I was scribbling down so many different notes about today's topic of dealing with poisonous emotions. And I love Cheryl's approach from a Buddhist philosophy perspective. And she is a couples therapist. And we really get big picture here. And one of the areas that I really love is talking about understanding that our happiness comes from within and it doesn't come from, let's say, our romantic partner. And some of you might be nodding, be like, yeah, of course. But I know personally, I'm not always able to do that, whether it's with a potential partner or if I'm going surfing and I have a bad session, I can let that affect my mood. And that's really not where we want to be. We want our happiness to come from within. We don't want our partner to be making us unhappy. And that's a big picture thing. Obviously, they're going to make us unhappy. They're going to trigger us. But there's better ways to navigate that and internalize the idea of that we have to make ourselves happy. And Cheryl gives some amazing tips and tools to be able to do that. I always love talking with her. I know you guys will enjoy this conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks so much for joining me back on the show. Uh, it's so great to be back here. Thank you for all the work you're doing. I've had the pleasure to talk to you before. And today, let's you know talk more about all the things that go right and wrong before and after we say I do. Yes, there's a lot that can go right and a lot that can go wrong. <laughs> and that's why I love talking to people like yourself to learn how to get things right when things go wrong. And I went and looked at our previous two conversations and then I ended up on your website and on your podcast, Sex, Love, and Elephants. And I found an episode you did back in June about the three poisonous emotions that can show up in our life. And this obviously is going to help us individually, but if we can navigate poisonous emotions individually, it's going to improve our relationship. So I can't wait to dive into this and to talk to you about these emotions and how to navigate them better. Fantastic. I love it. Let's go. And certainly one of the things about navigating negative emotions, the flip side of that is what a good relationship looks like, you know, positive emotions. So maybe we could start there with keys to a great relationship. And then we'll talk about how these negative emotions can creep up and make the relationship not so great. Absolutely. Okay. So for everybody listening who may or may not be familiar with my work, I use a concept called the passion triangle to talk about the three keys to a great relationship. I'm going to cover that a little bit now, and then we're going to take a deep dive into today's you know poisonous emotions and what to do about them conversation. So the three keys to passion, what I call the passion triangle, are the, the language I use, the first one is intimacy. I'm going to describe it in a minute. The second one is what I call thrill. 
And the third one is what I call sensuality. Now, for a great, sustainable, long-term relationship, I want couples to learn to be strong in all three of these. The way I define the first one, intimacy, is really the psychological connectedness. It involves the ability to communicate deeply, to handle difficult conversations, to have conflict management skills, to be able to take a time out, et cetera. We'll talk a little bit about that today in terms of what to do when the negative emotions are happening. Intimacy is also the sense of knowing and being known, you know, sharing your inner world with your partner, um, knowing they've got your back. They're the first person you want to call when something tough happens at work. And they're the first person you want to call when something good happens in your life. So really the psychological relationship, what some researchers might call marital friendship, I call that intimacy, the first of the three keys to a great relationship. The second one I call thrill, and we all love this one. It's the falling in love feelings, the butterflies, let's face it, the lusty horniness, the attraction we feel, particularly during dating. And thrill is something that a lot of us don't take good care of. And um, over time, as we know, complacency can happen. We can get bored. Relationship incorporated is a term I use, is where we're running our relationship kind of like a business. We're paying the mortgage and our kids getting to school on time, but we've lost that loving feeling to quote a great song. And we're not taking care of romance, thrill, dating, excitement, romancing each other. That's the second key to great relationship that I really want couples to work on, to invest some time and effort in by listening to shows like yours, shows like mine, by taking time to create better skills. The third key to passion or the third side of what I call the passion triangle, these three predictors of great long-term relationship is what I call sensuality. And there I mean everything to do with your senses and your sexuality. Everything from holding hands when you go for a walk to snuggling while you watch a movie through the entire spectrum of sexuality from your sweet, tender lovemaking and to your wild, crazy, out-of-the-box kink, whatever it is. All the aspects of not just having two hearts and two minds, but two bodies. So that's a context I want people to take off the top. And that's something people can learn a lot more of in all of my work, including my immersion program, which kicks off in a few weeks. I teach once a year, which is a deep dive with couples over 12 weeks on those three keys to passion. Now, I so appreciate you doing uh, such great research, Chase, and finding a, a more of a niche aspect of what I teach in that podcast that appealed to you. And um, one thing uh, people may have heard in the introduction is in addition to being a psychologist and a sex therapist, I'm also a Buddhist teacher and practitioner. And the three poisonous emotions, I cover these in my book, Buddha's Bedroom, but I'm drawing this from a way that Buddhist emotional therapy or Buddhist psychology looks at all of the emotions we have, the negative ones. They really are boiled down to three root poisonous emotions. And I challenge everybody, think about your own tough emotions and see which of these three it fits into. The first one we can call greed or clinging or wanting right? So particularly in our love relationships, I bet everybody, at least everybody who's honest that's listening can relate to when we feel upset with our mates or, you know, frustrated with our mate. It's generally because we want something. We want something we're not getting that we want, whether it's more affection or for you to tell me I look handsome or beautiful or for you to, you know, 
clean out the cat litter box without me asking you to. So much of the poisonous emotions in our relationship are in that first category of the three, which is I want something. So think of it as the needy part of who we are. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And do you want to go through all three and then we'll go back? Or can I ask some questions on this? Let's stay with this one. Why not? Yeah, go for it. Beautiful. Yeah, I have so many because it's only human for negative emotions to come up. And certainly we've all been in a place where our partner is not doing something that we feel like we want. And we've talked a lot on the show about how to communicate with them, you know, identifying our needs, how to communicate it. But because of your expertise, I'd like to talk about just the process of dealing with that emotion, you know, before we communicate it. So what is the first step someone can do when they feel that coming up, that wanting, that greed, that clinging and begin to process it? That is such a great and smart question. Thank you. Okay. Um, with, with due respect to all of us, we've all got a broken little needy kid inside us. Even if we had a great loving childhood with you know good attachment and caring parents, when push comes to shove in a romantic sexual relationship, we tend to play out our old stuff. And when I'm wanting my husband to do something different or, you know, anticipate my needs better or be a better husband, or I've told him 59 times how important it is he makes a fuss on my birthday and he still hasn't done it. We're, and this is tougher teaching. This is deeper teaching, but it is, it is a key to shifting yourself is to realize I, Cheryl, am the one who's having the issue. My need, my want, be different, do this, don't do that is actually what's causing me the pain. Weirdly, this is a bit of a big concept for a lot of us in the Western world. It's not my husband, let's say, forgetting my birthday or not making a fuss. That's not actually the problem. It's my feeling of need and wanting. And then the next poison that comes next, we'll talk about. So to your question, what can I do? What can any of us do when we feel that sense of longing or wanting, or it might come out as jealousy or envy or, you know, despair, like why isn't he or she celebrating my birthday, is to be kind to your own heart. That may sound a little vague, but as I said that here on this call with you, I literally intuitively placed my palm on my own heart, right? The Cheryl that is hurting, the little girl inside the 58-year-old woman who wants to feel safe, who wants to feel cherished, who wants to feel like the most important person in the world. And when our partner inevitably fails to help us feel that way 24 hours a day, the first thing you can do is realize, a little bit of tough love here, the problem's actually with me not you. The problem's actually in my longing and not necessarily that my partner's doing anything particularly wrong. One quick caveat. I am not saying we're 100% responsible for all of the issues in our relationship and we need to fix them all by ourselves. But I am giving an alternate view to a lot of the work I do and a lot of the work you do, which is about you know fixing it between us and helping maybe communicate to our partner to celebrate our birthday more, which is the example I chose today. That is important too. 
But let's put that aside for now and look at this in this new way, which is this poisonous emotion of me longing. I'm like, uh, in Buddhism, we use the term a hungry ghost. And these hungry ghosts are fictional creatures that have, they, they kind of look like E.T., but a really ugly version of E.T. They've got this big head and this long, skinny neck and this tiny little mouth. And they're always hungry, right? There's the metaphor for our psychological hunger. Like we're like, feed us, feed us, give me more honey, make me feel better, fill me up. And yet these poor hungry ghost mythical creatures, when they do get food, it burns their throat and it makes their belly sick. Who wants to be a hungry ghost? But I know there have been times in my own romantic relationships where I've been that way, right? Just, I need you to validate me, make me feel good, keep me safe. So that first poisonous emotion, however it shows up for each of us, is wanting, needing, make me feel better. And you can hear that if I need you to make me feel better, I'm in a very unbalanced state because I'll continually need more gas from you to keep making me feel better, which then leads us to, well, what might the antidote be? Hey, if I'm uh, suffering from a poison, damn right, I want an antidote, right? So the antidote is to um, be kinder to yourself, to give yourself kind of permission to say, ow, I, Cheryl, I'm I'm hurting right now. I'm, I'm wanting, I'm needing. And can I say to myself, you know, I'm okay, I'm going to be okay. It's not my partner's job to fill me up each and every minute. From that place, I might be able to walk up to my spouse from a healthy adult place, not a needy tantruming child place and say, babe, I'm feeling pretty low. Can I have a hug? Right? The antidote to needing is to a, soothe your own needing. And now one, one, one more big step. You've, you've invited me to talk about a juicy big concept here. When I'm in need, what would happen if I switched the question and said, I wonder what my partner needs right now? That's a beautiful act of love and a very interesting thought experiment. Because if I'm needing, I'll go with this you know, example I chose, uh, I'm needing you to make a fuss of my birthday and my birthday's come and gone and there wasn't a fuss. If I can think, what does my partner need for me right now? Probably it's for me to not beat them up and criticize them and be sad and make them feel badly that they're not a birthday guy. You know what I mean? Like, what do they need? What's, what's kind of the flip side in our yin-yang partnership of what my sweetheart might need right now? Does that make any sense? Yes. And it's such a powerful thing. And it's very difficult to be able to do, but to be let down by our partner and then have these feelings of of hurt and, and sadness and not make our initial response, you know, directed at our partner of like, why are you making me feel this way? Because as you right. said, it's like, it's actually our, it's our inner child. It's our inner pain that's bringing that up. And that's such a powerful revelation when you realize it and then practicing dealing with it, the self-soothing. But my question is, is that, I don't know what you want to call it, like that phase, that in between of like, we've been hurt by our partner, right? You know, for our inner child, our partner didn't really make a big deal about my birthday at all. That initial pain comes up. And then it is so powerful. Even as you were saying it, I was kind of doing it with myself because I'm, I'm dealing with some negative emotions these last days. And it's so powerful. Like when you said, you know, put your hand on your heart and, and just be kind to yourself. That, that like immediately made me feel better. 
Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. 
OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Good. It's powerful. I know it's so simple, but it's powerful. It brings us back into our body and a little bit out of that that hurt child who's going to either beg and plead to be noticed or get mad and lash out, which is the next poison we're going to get to. Yes, I want to get to that. So then I'm putting my hand on my heart, you know, I'm feeling better. And then the next step, we could ask, what does our partner need? But what if I, I want to bring up like, hey, my birthday kind of came and went and I, I know you said happy birthday and whatever, but <laughs> birthdays are really special to me and it would make me feel more connected to you and more loved if maybe next time we went out to dinner. And But it's tricky like going along those lines and not telling our partner like what to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how do we navigate that? Yeah, you're so close because the way you just um, mimicked having that conversation was really good. You didn't blame, you made it about you, all the things we talk about in our work and and try to do in our own relationships. But here's the thing. You're not going to say it that reasonably and kindly until you soothe some of that poison, right? Because what you just mimicked was, was positive, adult, good communication skills. But if I'm coming out of the poison of need and wanting, I'm not going to be as articulate and fair as you just were. I'm going to be more like, you know, I'm going to use you, Chase, pretend you're my, my partner. You know, Chase, I can't believe it. You know, again, how many times have I told you how important my birthday is? It's like you don't even care. It doesn't even matter to you what I need. You know, you can blah, blah, blah. You love me. You freaking haul my mark card that you bought at 7-Eleven when you got gas and you said, happy birthday, babe. Like, I, I deserve more than that, right? We're going we're gonna to come that way. Unless, as you've so beautifully uh, you know, grabbed from what I said, I need to, I need to soothe that, that voice I just, just did. That's, that's the wounded kid coming out of a 40 or a 50 or a 30-year-old mouth. And when I soothe it, it might not be today I should talk to you. It might be tomorrow I can talk to you in the skillful way you just mimicked. Hey, babe, you know, you know, my parents never acknowledged my birthday. Um, I was told, you know, suck it up. Christmas is for all of us. Birthdays aren't important. You know, I know it's a bit dumb, but when I'm celebrated, when I'm made to feel like the most important person in the world for a day, um, I just feel incredibly loved and so on, right? The way you were mimicking it. So to break that down, if we're going to have an important communication, when we're in the grips of a poisonous emotion, it's not going to go well. So we want to soothe ourselves, apply an antidote so we can then have the grown-up useful, hopefully, conversation from a place of adulthood, uh, unpoisoned, maybe hurt, maybe sad, maybe more, um, should we say, normalized versions of that poison. It's not a poison anymore. It's just kind of a tricky emotion. But from that place, we can hopefully communicate like a grown-up and hopefully with our partner over time, even if they think birthdays are silly and really they, they couldn't give a hoot if you remembered theirs, that they might say, you know, this is my hon. I love him or her. And it's important to them. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google how to make my partner feel great on their birthday. I'm going to grab an idea and I'm going to execute it. I love it. And I, I want to go on to anger 
But first, I want to ask you, if someone is going through this process, and let's go with the birthday, year after year, the birthday comes up, and let's maybe not say birthday, let's say something that's occurring every couple months, and you feel like your needs are not being met, and you're comforting yourself, you're giving yourself permission to hurt, but it's just continuing to to be this pattern. It, we can communicate that to our partner, but then is there a a place where we then need to decide like, hey, my partner clearly isn't getting it. They're not changing. I either have to accept this pattern in a sense, or maybe this is a boundary for me. And this is a situation that uh, I can't overlook. And and I want to be held and supported in this way. And maybe this isn't the relationship for me. Okay. Excellent points. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of switch hats and, and put firmly on the Buddhist side of what I'm teaching right now. Um, and ultimately, nobody can make us happy anyway. <laughs> so um, from that side, and people that are intrigued in that, they can read more about it in my book, just because these are tricky stuff. And in there, I combine Buddhism and couples therapy, which is kind of odd and cutting edge in some ways. But quite frankly, let me put it, let's say, let's, let's stick with birthday for now, just for continuity. So my sweetheart just epically fails on birthdays every year, let's say. I can get to the point, and this is so beautiful when I see couples do this. Some couples in my program, we work on some of this stuff and they get to where they're like, you know what? My, my honey just sucks at birthdays and birthdays are super important to me. It's just not their thing. And so I throw myself an epic birthday party every year and I invite them. You know what I mean? That's advanced love. You know, that's um, not looking to someone else to fill us up. And imagine the relief for the partner who's just not good at celebrations. They're forgetful. They don't get it. They try. It's not that they don't care. They just aren't ever going to be the birthday fairy, you know? <laughs> um, the level of forgiveness of just, you know, I, I sometimes work with my couples and in my own marriage for sure, where it's like literally, that's my sweetie. They suck at that, but I love them anyway. You know, I'm there, sweetie, and I suck at some stuff, and hopefully they'll love me anyway. That is not the way we generally are in Western culture. We expect stuff outside us to make us happy, our partner's gestures, our nice home, a latte when we're feeling blue to perk us up. There's nothing wrong with liking any of those things. But at the ultimate level, we can only be happy or not happy in our mind. This is, this is, you know, this, you've asked me a high level topic today yes. <laughs> and I love talking about it, but some people are going to be like, but wait, my partner needs to celebrate my birthday. And I'm going to say, but they're not. Is it a deal breaker to just briefly? It's, it deserves more than brief, but for today's conversation briefly, is this a deal breaker? You know, if you want a child and you keep communicating that need and your partner adamantly doesn't want a child, that may be a deal breaker. That may be a boundary. But I'd be pretty sad to see any couple that had any you know, depth and gravitas to them to break up because one of them sucks at birthdays, you know? Yeah, I love it, Cheryl. And you're saying like this big, deeper topic in a sense, because it is like, this is the thing when we can get to a level of, I don't want to say mastery because it's just a constant practice, but when we can practice that happiness comes from within and it's so cliche, but the way you're breaking it down is beautiful. I love hearing it because it, it is like a complete reframe as you did with this example with the birthday. And yeah, I don't think people are breaking up because of something like this, but it could be something like a repeated pattern like that. And, and of course, like if there's disrespect, if there are things that 
are red flags, those are red flags, but it's easy, you know, and resentment builds and all this. But if we can really internalize that happiness comes from within and you gave the awesome example of like, I'm going to throw myself a birthday. We are taking back the power. We're now we are giving ourselves the power to make ourselves happy from within, which is where it should be. But in the context of relationships, I'm speaking for myself and I'm sure a lot of other people, it's hard. And we are a lot of times looking towards our partner to make us feel happy. Exactly. Yeah. Our partner, our job, our house, our pets, our friends, these are all beautiful things. But in Buddhist philosophy, it's the basics of Buddhism are we suffer when we rely on something outside of ourselves to bring us happiness. Because by definition, that's unpredictable, right? I mean, when everything's going well and our partner's, you know, being nice and it's sunny, we're happy. But if if my happiness is dependent on things outside of me, it's very vulnerable because those outside of me things are going to change all the time. The more I can build an emotional resilience within myself and a slogan I use a lot, a phrase I, I, I maybe someone else uses it, but I coined, I coined it as best I know, it doesn't matter, is don't change your mate, change your mind. Don't change your mate change your mind. So on the birthday example, I can spend years banging my head against the wall trying to make my partner be someone who's good at birthdays. And if the good communications, the um, all the good skills aren't really working, it doesn't mean my partner doesn't love me. Maybe it just means they suck at birthdays, right? And so instead of changing my mate and making them the birthday fairy, sometimes that'll work, by the way, and that's beautiful. I can say, okay, I'm going to be my own birthday fairy and I'm going to love all the other fantastic qualities my partner has and that he or she brings to my relationship. I love it, Cheryl. And I could do a whole podcast series with you just on the ability to make our own happiness from within. Because I mean, that's, yeah. that's such an amazing practice. It's why I've been interested in, you know, Buddhist philosophy, and you've given us some great tools in in that area. But I want to go on for now, even though I could keep going here. <laughs> and let's talk about anger. This is certainly something that's coming up in our lives, in relationships. Can you tell us a little bit about what to do when anger starts to come up? Right. So the ang anger or aversion or not wanting like a pushing away is kind of the flip side of the first poison, which is needing, wanting, clinging, like, you know, grab, grab, grab. And then there's pushing away, anger, irritation, rage. I don't want, I don't want this. I don't want you. So it's like, I need, I need, I don't want, gimme, gimme, go away. And these two dance, right? And as I said a little earlier, uh, again, think of a small child because it's easy to relate to and it's a little less comfortable when we make that child be us at our age. But when I want you to celebrate my birthday and I'm needing and I'm wanting, very shortly after, if I don't get my need met, I get angry, right? It flips to, I want, I want, I want, I hate you, I hate you, go away, more or less. And believe me, I'm not mimicking that to be funny. I'm not mimicking that to to make fun of any of us. I'm talking to that key agony. Think of a small child deeply needing its mom or its dad to pay attention to it and it's being ignored. And at some point that's going to switch over to anger and aversion. So we all know anybody who's ever you know, been in any kind of relationship, romantic or friendship or family, we know that we can far too easily feel anger irritation, rage, dislike, contempt, 
toward the people we love. But if you trace it back, and I bet you're one step ahead of me, usually if I'm angry or irritated at you, it's because of the first one. I'm not getting what I want, right? So they're so interrelated, these two, two sides of a coin. So um, anger is the pushing away. You know, I can't get, so I don't want. And it's very destructive. We all know that. Probably don't need to go into that a ton right now, but um What's the antidote to anger? The antidote to anger is kindness or love or patience. Uh, when we're patient with ourselves and maybe our mate, um, that anger is, oh, I don't want this. I'm mad at you. The flip side of not getting what I want. And when we can just bring some patience, again, to the heart that's hurting, to the Cheryl that's hurting, to the little Cheryl that's hurting, that's angry. And I can go, hey, kiddo, I hear you. You're angry, but let's go for a walk. Again, these are big concepts. They may sound a little woo-woo to people. Holy heck, it's not woo-woo at all. These are the root emotions from which all the other branches of the trees of the emotions come. So what should we do when we're angry at our partner? Well, now we're just some really fundamental couple skills. I bet you've covered a lot of these on the program uh, with other guests, but let's summarize a few right now. The, I, I do this 12-week immersion program with couples once a year, online program. It's kicking off really soon, so people can check it out if they want in the show notes. But for the first four weeks of the 12 weeks, I, I do this deep immersion program with couples. Um, we work on fundamental conflict resolution skills, stuff like knowing when you're flooded, when you're not emotionally regulated, you're in the poison of wanting or anger. How do you take a time out to save the relationship from an ugly, destructive argument? How do you come back together and talk about it more reasonably the way you mimicked earlier in this um, in this recording together, Chase? Uh, more reasonable communication about our needs and what we'd like and how can we support our partner to help with those needs and what can we do for them? How to apologize, how to repair, disconnect, how to forgive and how, back to my slogan, how to change our mind instead of our mate, not to make all our conflict about making you do and be what I need you to do and be. That's profoundly selfish and obnoxious when we're not allowing space to say, hey, maybe you need and want me to do things differently as well. So for four weeks, I've got to ground couples in that intimacy side of the passion triangle so we can even start to talk about the birthday with wisdom, right? without just fighting and spiraling into no matter what I do, it's never enough for you. And I tried to have a nice birthday and you said it was boring. And, you know, I just, I, cause there's another side to that birthday story, right? If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. 
This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Yes, and, and we have certainly covered actually with you how to apologize. One of the things you mentioned. That's right. We did <laughs> and, one on mindful apology, didn't we? A deep yes. dive into apology. Yeah. And I love that. And you can go back in our episodes and find that. But yeah, it's so powerful. And you also mentioned go for a walk, you know, when we're feeling angry. That's such a good tool basically to delay our reaction so that we can respond. We don't want to react. hundred percent. And let me describe that because it's such an important tool. I'm going to quickly sketch out a psychological timeout when you're feeling upset, flooded, out of control, overly, you know, overly upset. Take a 30 minute timeout, three, zero minutes. There's reasons for that. When we're physiologically flooded, our adrenaline and cortisol have dumped into our bloodstream. Like if you've ever had a nightmare, and I know you have, we wake up at night and with a nightmare, I don't know, there's a bear eating our face in our dream. And we don't wake up like, oh, that was interesting. We wake up <gasps> and boom, 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 the heart and we're adrenaline and cortisol. Now, have you ever fallen asleep two minutes after you woke up from a nightmare? <laughs> no. It takes about half an hour to fall back to sleep because physiologically, it takes about 20-ish minutes for our body to calm down when it's been flooded with adrenaline or cortisol. So that take a walk, that timeout needs to be 30 minutes long. That's enough time for you to kind of get out of the biochemical um dysregulation in the emotions and hopefully come back to being more reasonable and more yourself, more your adult self to then say, babe, I'm super upset about the birthday. I, I feel really sad and upset. Uh, really can't believe it happened again. I need to talk about it. But from a place where you can talk productively. Let's talk about the third poisonous emotion after anger. What is that? 
Yeah. This one's a little trickier. It's really drawn from Buddhist philosophy, and it's what we'd call confusion or bewilderment or delusion. And that's a really deep teaching, but for our purposes today, um, I've referred to it obliquely. That's where I am confused about how I can be happy. Uh, I think if you, Jace, if you're my partner, if you do everything I want you to do, basically all the time, I'll be happy. That's fundamentally confused and deluded. First of all, because you're not capable of doing everything I want all the time, because you're a human with your own history and needs and job and (laughs) parenting and stuff you have to do. Um, So it really comes down to that we're looking for love in all the wrong places, to quote a great song, because we're looking for love to be fed into us, this, you know, fill me up with gasoline analogy. Remember that hungry ghost though, even when it gets all its food, it's never enough. So we're confused when we forget the only way to be truly full and, and happy is for me to fill my own tank. Then hopefully I'm in a reasonably healthy relationship with someone lovely who will also bring gas to my tank, but I'm not running on empty if they aren't there. That is, again, it's such a big, powerful concept. But when we're able to do that, it it, it makes life in general so much easier, even if you're not in a relationship, right? Like this could be said about like your job. You just think if you can get the promotion, then you'll be happy. And you're confused because (laughs) you think that that's going to be what's it. And it's such a cliche, right? Right. Like that person becomes CEO, they're multimillionaire, and they're still unhappy, maybe more unhappy because they're still not happy and they thought they would be when they got there. That's exactly it. Bingo. That was a great, great description of of Buddhist philosophy right there, Chase, which is we keep thinking the next object, the next thing, the promotion, the lover, the Botox, the better house or nicer car. I mean, these things are okay. They're fine. If you can get a nice car and enjoy it, I have no problem with that. But the confusion, this third poisonous emotion is where I confusedly actually believe that my new Porsche will keep me happy in the long term. Instead of saying, hey, I, Cheryl, I'm going to be happy on the inside as best I can. That's why I go do three-month meditation retreats and all sorts of wonderful stuff. Um, And the Porsche might be awesome. Hey, I've got a Mazda Miata. I like to drive fast. I like my little sports car. But I don't mistakenly believe that my Mazda Miata will keep me happy long term. It's just a fun thing to drive sometimes. The only thing that can keep me happy long term and help me be a better partner, a better mate, is when I'm filling myself up so I can ask a radical question. Instead of, why isn't my partner making me happy? I can ask the radical question, what can I do to be a better partner to you? How can I fill you up, babe? How can I show up for you with with love and generosity and uh, just, you know, celebrate how lucky we are to have found each other in this crazy world? That is a beautiful place to to wrap up. And, and like I said, <laughs> I just love talking with you, Cheryl, because I think these big ideas are so important. And the antidote, as you've described, is always it's pretty simple. It doesn't mean it's easy at all, but that general idea that happiness can and needs to come from within is so powerful. And you've given us some great tools to cultivate that. But just that realization is a start in a positive direction. So thank you so much for for coming on and, and sharing this. Before we wrap up, are there any things that we skipped over or maybe something you want to emphasize before we say goodbye? 
Yeah, mainly because you brought up this wonderful topic for today's uh, show. We were going to talk about something else and, and this was way more fun in some ways. But if anybody is listening and like, this is confusing, but intriguing. Um, I just want to give them a couple of resources. So I wrote a book called Buddha's Bedroom where I combine couples teaching and Buddhist philosophy. So anybody who's like, I want to know more about this stuff Chase and Cheryl are talking about, that's one good place to look. Another is you mentioned the tongue-in-cheek name of my podcast is Sex, Love, and Elephants. Doesn't seem to make any sense, does it? Until you listen. Elephant is a euphemism for Buddhism where the elephant's like the wisdom within us and it's strong and it's happily plodding towards enlightenment and we're on its back like a monkey freaking out right so so the elephant part of the podcast about one in ten podcasts i kind of focus on what we're talking about today this deeper stuff so people might find some episodes there that could intrigue them and i'd be very happy for people to follow my work uh hope to have you on my podcast i'm going to start having guests in a while and um at the end of october each year i open the doors to my 12-week online program if you really want to take a take a deep dive with me. Um, that's something for a select group of couples that they can check out on my website or elsewhere. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much. We'll have all those links in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And it was a pleasure to have you back on the show. Just lovely to be with you and keep doing all the great work you do and let us all apply the antidotes so that we can love more fully and better. And when we mess up, as I'm going to do, we begin again. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge... We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.